I do not have an official intro for this just yet. But guess not what? Not yet. What what the fact that I don't right now is going to be the official intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're gonna start this show. Um for those of you that are listening for the first time, this is the Metas and Mutant Show, starring Tombstone the Dead Man, myself, and the homie that I call Cy the Guy. <laughs> or he likes to call himself Cy Guy, but when we play video games, I like to call him Cyrus the Virus. Um, and he knows why. The man with the golden flare gun. The man with the golden flare gun. <laughs> And this show, on this show, we focus on everything comic books, from news, um, actual stories we are reading, comic book concepts, animation, movies, you name it. It's got something TV to do with shows. Books. TV shows. If it got something to do with comic books, that's what we're going to We've got it. We got it. All right? Um, so, first thing we, we should probably jump into is the news. We should do that first. Yeah. All right, that works. Let's look at this first article. Marvel announces Fantastic Four and Antithesis. Hmm. All right. So it says, uh, this morning, Marvel Comics announced Fantastic Four Antithesis, a series that will mark the first collaboration between acclaimed writer Mark Waite. Hmm. All right. And legendary artist Neil Adams as well as Adam's first significant foray into the world of Marvel's first family. Now, just got to say before I continue, I have never been the hugest fan of the Fantastic Four. Um, Either have I. Yeah, like, I, I get their significance. I do. But I know this is a huge deal because Neil Adams, outside of 10 issues in the late 60s, early 70s, right, has almost been exclusively DC. Right. He's, he's basically made Batman the way it is today. Right. So the the fact and that he's he's, I believe he's here? done some with Green Lantern as well, helping move that into the direction oh. it did as well. Like Neil Adams has always been DC. He did a couple issues for Marvel on X-Men in the late 60s, and he did one horror issue that was just sort of like a one-off thing. But that's it. Like he's, I think that's why this is such a huge story. Not so much that it's a new Fantastic Four. Four. (laughs) It's it's Neil Adams doing something, a big project with Marvel. Right. So I guess and bringing his um, bringing his particular style to any Marvel title would probably have been a big deal, right? Yes. And then Mark Wade is arguably been the most successful Fantastic Four writer since Lee and Kirby. True. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Alright, so uh, it continues. Um, it's the latest in a series of high-profile miniseries that Adams has taken on in recent years. With most of them being, like you just said, work at DC. Uh, where he can either revisit characters he helped to define like Batman and Deadman or take a shot at some of the publisher's biggest icons, as he did when he pitted Superman against Darkseid and Superman, the coming of the Superman. Fantastic Four Antithesis will introduce a new villain, the titular Antithesis. <laughs> what is up with this? As well as giving Adams a chance to play with classic Fantastic Four stable, the Silver Surfer. Mm. 
okay? Wade, for his part, already has a long fan favorite run on Fantastic Four under his belt, collaborating with the late and great Mark Waringo. Waringo. Am I pronouncing that right? Is it Waringo? I uh, think it's Waringo. Okay. And inker Carl Kessel. Uh, working with Neil Adams has been a dream of mine since I was a kid. To share the page with a man of his talent is an honor, Wade said in a statement provided by the publisher. The story begins with the Fantastic Four struggling to prevent an extinction event on Earth. Doesn't it always? <laughs> and it's Fantastic Four. <laughs> right, you know. And just goes more cosmic from there. We all know of Galactus, but until now, no one has met his antithesis. Wait a second. I thought we already met his antithesis. Isn't that, what is that, that character that was going to the different multiverses killing different versions of Galactus? Uh I don't know about that one, but I know that's also kind of what they're doing in the Thor run with the Black Winter. Oh, okay. It's so, kind of like okay. the end of the universe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, right, is this going to be connected to that? It might be. There's I, really yeah. just... There's not enough to go on, and we won't know until we see it, but right. it could also be kind of like what the Ultimates run did with Galactus too, where it made him a life bringer rather than True. the world leader. True. And we don't we didn't really see too much of that outside of that book. Of him being referred to as you know, like you didn't see Reed mentioning it. You didn't see any other characters and other titles mentioning that change. So while it's canon, they kinda kept it exclusive to that run. That's probably that, that might be what they do with this. I don't know. Um, uh, so Adams continues. I have always had the sense of missing the chance to draw the Fantastic Four. It was a quiet sense since I had every opportunity to do my favorites. More, I felt Kirby and Busima had done it all, hadn't they? When Marvel's Tom Bravoot asked if I'd like to do the Fantastic Four, I knew I had to ask for Galactus and the Silver Surfer as well. I am humbled and thankful to Tom for the opportunity. Wow. So, what what are your, do you have any expectations for this? Because as I'm looking at the cover, um, you see the thing holding what appears to be a broken silver surfer in his arms. So, apparently, uh, Nora's going to get his ass shellacked. And that's going to be how um, they realize they're in trouble. Anytime yeah, especially Surfer, given that since the whole Silver Surfer Black thing came around, he's yeah. kind of been OP bigger and stronger than right. he's ever been. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. This cover looks like like you, he, you see some of the black still on him, but there's a lot of silver. So is this going to be the the this going to be him back to the status quo? These events will have him back there. Like, that's 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 what I want to know. Is yeah. he's OP? He's OP as fuck now. You know, I mean, it, it's not like he wasn't OP before. I mean, as a silver fucking surfer, but yeah, like now he's on another level. And looking at this cover, uh, it looks like some of the black is worn off, and a lot of the silver is showing through. It, it's tough to say. I mean. Again, not being a big Fantastic Four fan, and it's still Mark Wade writing it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because um, 
So I am actually a big fan of Silver Surfer. But I just could not get into the Fantastic Four. And the times that I did, it was mostly because of the, their supporting cast. You know, the villains that they have or, or other characters that were introduced into the MCU through their book. You know, but other than that, them, like focusing in on them, I mean, if it ain't if it ain't about Franklin, a lot of times I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm or like, Doom. Or Doom. For me, that's, exactly. that's or Doom. Doom. Or Doom. Like, Doom's my man. Right. So it's like, it, unless they are beefing with, 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 with Doom or there's some shit going on with Franklin and his cosmic crap, like, I, I really, they just don't do it for me. And like I said, I get their significance. You know, they, they have the archetype group. You got the big, strong guy, the smart guy. You got the uh, flashy, fast, kind of unpredictable with the projectile energy wild card. And then you have your typical stealth, shield, defensive specialist. Yeah. And also kind of the, you would argue, the heart of the team. You know what I'm saying? Because Susan, she's the adult (laughs) on the team. You know, she's kind of the adult. So yeah, she definitely is. I mean, she can and look reads all about that research, and then the other two are basically children. Yeah, right. Look, Reed, look. Let's face it. Reed is a geeky. He's just a geeky, a geeky adult who is so consumed with his research, so consumed with with, with science and shit like that, that he kind of blocks everything else out, and that doesn't make for a well-adjusted adult. You know, like like somebody that that can deal with multiple things happening at once and still be uh, maybe not equally as engaged with it, but engaged enough to be functional. But he will lock himself in that fucking lab, <laughs> you know? For weeks. For weeks. <laughs> for absolute weeks. And that, and, and while meanwhile, the world, everything else is going on around in the family and shit, and he's consumed with that. That's not what I would call an adjusted adult. So I'm saying Susan's the, she's the grown-up. He's definitely the grown up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't get into him. I just couldn't, and I do see their um, influence in damn near every other super group in Marvel. I see their influence. It's it's plain and simple. But their stories, I don't know, man. Plus, to be honest with you, uh, I don't like stretchy characters. If you if you if you're not Plastic Man, and I only like him because he's funny. Like, if you're not Plastic Man, eh, eh, you stretch. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And besides, Fair enough. We don't really like Reed for um, his stretchy stuff. We like Reed because of the science. Like, we respect him for the science shit. Him being the, the go-to guy to figure shit out, you know? So Yeah. Him, one of the smartest in the world, one right? One of the smartest. Like, right. Like, that's, that, that is his attraction. Not the fact that he can stretch or turn himself into shapes. Or, I never liked that shit, which is which is the same reason why. And this might be a hot take in the comic book world. I don't like Kamala Khan. I don't. It's not appealing. She stretches like, like I don't like. There's nothing pa- powers wise. Mm-hmm. I I get where you're coming from, and I agree. Yeah. But as a character, if you look at her in a lot of the team-ups, like in the all-new, all-different Avengers when she was there before the Civil War II, and then right. in the Champions since, 
one of her big appeals is the fact that she is a natural leader. Like, ah. she's basically like, because remember they had the young Cyclops there for a bit yeah, too, and like yeah. her, her and young Cyclops had a lot of similarities with sort of their natural leadership, how they just kind of took over right. the situation when shit hit the fan. Right, and that's that's something that she does really well in the comics. So that's again the stretchy powers is like okay cool it's something that <laughs> she can defend herself right. there's 50 <laughs> other people who can do that same thing but like there's plenty of people who are leaders but they aren't natural leaders right. they they don't just step up the way that right. some guys like cyclops do like captain america does right and she she's i feel like she's sort of being groomed to be like the next generation of that of okay. that natural leader, so that's fair. That's fair, and 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 to be fair, it's not like um I actually took the time out to read a bunch of her comics. I've read a few stories with her in it, but she wasn't the focus. So at the end of the day, it just turned into a few lines of dialogue, and then she used her powers. So it's not like I got a fleshed out version of her. But um, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the stretchy shit is for the birds. Um. Let's see, what's what's the next story we got? The next one is one that's on again, off again. It's <laughs> the Ghost Rider Project reportedly in development by oh. Marvel Studios. Okay. And this is one we've all heard so many times because ever since Gabriel Luna de- yep. uh, debuted as Robbie Reyes yep. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., people have been clamoring for more of it and he actually nailed that role. Dude, I'm glad somebody he, else he, said it. He nailed that role. Nailed it. I believe the reason they didn't do more of him mm-hmm. was because of the CGI budget. Right, right, Cause right. Because th- th- this, this was for public television. It wasn't for, like, Disney Plus or Fact. Netflix or Fact. something like that Fact. where they kind of have leeway with the budget. This was for, what was it, CBS or yep. something like that? Yep, so. It had tie-ins to the MCU, but it didn't have the budget that MCU-related projects did have. So, using him as much as they did mm-hmm. already made it the most expensive season they had ever done because of the, that CGI. Right, right, right. I mean, so, yeah, I'll see that. I so, see there that. was a lot of talk of them doing a spin-off for Hulu, which was, what, <laughs> 49% owned by Disney, which sort of gave them the budget, and right. then... That got canceled. Then there was a outrage. It sort of came back again, and then it's sort of been in limbo back and forth of whether it's actually going to happen. Right. Because there was rumors of it being part of Netflix Phase 2, which, as we know now, never really came out because <laughs> right. Disney Plus, so their Netflix Phase 2 is basically Disney Plus Phase 1. Pretty much. Pretty much. I, I thought but- that he did a really good job and as the Robbie Reyes character. Um like I really wanted to see more of this. I mean, they got the property. And obviously, I'm gonna tell you what it is. It's the curse, the curse of Nicolas Cage, man. You know what? Say what you will about those movies, and I know I'll catch flack for this. <laughs> those movies weren't that bad. Nicolas Cage was not the problem. Look, look Nick- at the look at the writing in those movies, oh, and I feel like it's more. Definitely. It's more like the Ben Affleck Daredevil. The only reason that movie was as good as it was was because of Ben Affleck. Right. And I'll argue the same thing with the Ghost Rider movies. Look. They were as good as they were because of Nick Cage. I walked the, the, out of the second one. The second one ended. 
the second one ended and it's like the son of the devil's like am i gonna be fine is did we win and nicholas cage just looks deadpan in the camera yeah <laughs> hell yeah and it's like that's 100 percent a writing issue oh, rather than the story in the first one in the first one where he says um where where the the love interest says well why must you go out there why must you be the one to face him and then he says i'm the only one that can walk in both worlds i'm ghost rider look man I got and again, <laughs> the, the majority of the writing of issues with it are all writing issues. Yeah. At, yeah. As as far as actually playing Johnny Blaze as a character, no, he, he didn't he did do okay. bad. He, did, he okay. did good. It was just the writing combined with, let's be honest, the CGI at the time was <laughs> was not as good as it was today, and it kind of made it look a bit campy. And that's also yeah. where they were going for. They were yeah. going for a family friendly mm -hmm. thing. When Ghost Rider is not necessarily a family-friendly series. And, and wait a minute. And also, didn't you find when he battled those, uh, you know, the the henchmen demons, a lot of those battles to be a bit unfulfilling, like a little bit, yeah. yeah like, so that's it. It's over. But but again, it, that's not something you can necessarily pin on Nick Cage. Yeah, but which he's which is why which is why I'll defend that series is the fact that Nick Cage wasn't the one that ruined it as much as everyone likes to blame him. Look, he got, it, it could have been better, but he wasn't the reason L. it was that bad. He got to take this L because he was connected, and also I don't know how much power he had over there, so I can't really um say what his choices was. But that's Nicholas freaking Cage. I'm pretty certain he should, he he could have opened his mouth and like, look, man, I didn't done a lot of movies. <laughs> it was sad so this right near. Especially since his what uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, come on, like you said, come on. I'm just saying that shit. I was so pissed. I walked out of the second movie like, you know what? And I probably would have walked out the first one, except for I went with my homeboy Dennis. And his son. And his son was just, you know, he was enjoying, enjoying it. it, right? So I, I would have been a dick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I've only walked out of um, one movie in the history of movies that I, I've gone to see in the theater. And it was, th it was this bullshit sci-fi film that was made in the UK. And I was like, no man, what the fuck are they doing? And what drove me out of there was the death scene of the one guy. Uh, he dies unexpectedly, and then they do this whole thing about the thoughts in his head as he dies. I'm like, yeah, oh. uh, and it went on too long, and it was just it seemed out of place. And they're like, okay, I'm out. I can't. I can't. Yeah, fair. I can't. I've never walked out of a movie, but I came close. <laughs> and that was with the newest reboot of Fantastic Four. Oh, dude. I came so close to walking out of that one. Yeah, I'm so and I didn't wrong. because I saw it with a couple of friends, and we all sort of went into it knowing it was going to be a bad movie. <laughs> this going to be a shit show. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah. As the article says, it's like Ghost Rider fans looking forward to the defunct Hulu series may now have something to look forward to as a new report is saying that a project is in the works about the spirit of vengeance being developed by Marvel Studios. Mm -hmm. 
this news comes several months after we last heard about Kevin Feige's interest in the character. It's mm-hmm. unclear at the moment which spirit of vengeance they're going to bring into the MCU. Johnny Blaze does seem like the obvious choice as the most famous Ghost Rider, right. despite the Nicolas Cage films. Oh, you, you skipped the word there. There was a word there that says, despite the terrible Nicolas Cage <laughs> Listen, we already went over this. <laughs> Dead film division, it's unlikely that Gabriel Luna's Robbie Reyes gets a shot at this. Uh, sucks. That sucks. It sucks. Like, who knows? Maybe they do work it in because the Agents of Shield has had some ties. It is technically MCU, right? Even if they haven't really worked it in as much as they could have and yeah. arguably should have. Yeah. It, it's it's it was more connected to the MCU than the Netflix series was. Agreed. And like it's like, like you said, they, man. They, they've had Lady Sif in there. They brought in Cree. Yeah. Like, like they they brought in Cree. They have Agent Coulson. They've they reference they brought in a couple. They yeah they've like referenced a lot shit. of stuff. Yeah. So. But yeah. I mean. The, the Netflix series, outside of the few references to the first Avengers movie, there right. hasn't really been a whole lot connecting it outside of the fact that, hey, we, everyone's saying, hey, remember, this is part of the MCU. But right. beyond that, at least Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is somewhat connected. So right. I'm still hoping that if we don't get a Robbie Reyes standalone thing... Mm-hmm. At least he can be brought into it. Agreed. Hopefully. Like Agreed. there's there's the hope for that. And and the hope of that increases with the fact that they're doing the the Doctor Strange thing and they're really introducing um, all of these other demon demonic characters and shit like that, like Nightmare and all of that. So um, there is hope for a Ghost Rider at at the very least being into in one of the other characters' movies. So. Oh yeah. I can't really complain about that, you know. Um, I, I'm I'm fairly confident that we will see him. We will see him. All right. So the next one, um, Moon Knight show to start filming in November. I know this is some shit that got you super excited. Oh man, um, absolutely. Let's see. I, I say Doom's my man, but like Moon Knight's right up there too. He's dude. I I, I understand because that's how I am with Thor. And and the Punisher, like they're right there, like you know, they're right, you know, there. People I yeah. fuck with really heavy, so I I get that. Um, let's see. It says Marvel's Moon Knight is moving closer to production, with filming reportedly expected to begin in November 2020. The production dates for the show, which will introduce pivotal new characters into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're up in the air as the entertainment industry continues to reel from the coronavirus pandemic sweeping the globe. Prior reports suggest a fall filming schedule was in the offering. Uh, The offing, I'm sorry. But that news is now all but assured. Moon Knight hasn't received the same hype as some of the upcoming MCU shows like Loki and The Falcon and Winter Soldier, as it's more of an unknown property for non-comic fans. 
The character, also known as Mark Spector, was created in August 1975 with martial arts and armed combat skills. Moon Knight appeared in some animated programs, but this show will be his live-action debut, with Spectre likely to appear in MCU films after the television show airs. Uh, let's see, the Disney Plus series remains on a solid track for a 2022 debut. So all we got to do is not destroy the world, and we'll get to see uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> all right. Um, according to a list from Production Weekly, Moon Knight, which has a working title of Good Faith, will begin filming in the middle of November, with a target date of November 16th. Initial filming is expected to last about six months. Beyond that, all that's really known about Moon Knight is that Jeremy Slater of the Umbrella Academy is set to serve as the series' head writer. Despite an expectation of filming beginning in exactly seven months, there has been no public casting news surrounding the series yet. This has allowed fans to cast their dream choices for the leading roles as speculation abounds. One actor floated to play Moon Knight is Daniel Radcliffe, who has plenty of experience playing a franchise leader after portraying Harry Potter in eight films. He took time out of his busy schedule to, to debunk Moon Knight rumors. Another actor who has been asked about playing Moon Knight is Olive, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who recently starred in The Invisible Man. I still haven't seen that, by the way. Have not either. But one here that I am going to mention mm -hmm. is that someone who's been tied heavily to this, mm -hmm. though I, I'm hopeful, but I'm not optimistic about it, right. is Keanu Reeves. I've heard that and too. I've heard that's that a too. big one, but that's one that even the writers of the recent Moon Knight series and everything have been pushing for. Kevin Feige has apparently been calling his agent for every single MCU movie saying, right. do you want a role? We will give you whatever role you want. Right. They've really wanted to get him in here. And he actually kind of has the personality to play someone like Moon Knight. He does. He, he, he's actually in good shape. He's physically capable of doing a lot of the stuff himself to yep. do that role, which is a big sell. Yeah. But it's also, he kind of has the, almost unattachment like the disattachment from yeah this which is perfect for a role like moon knight where he has multiple personalities right. of varying levels of attachment and different personalities he can kind of play that off yeah also he has the name the star power to elevate the character you know you, yeah you put a keanu reeves in the moon knight role people are going to see that just because it's keanu reeves even if they didn't and, know anything about who Moon Knight was. So you adding him, his star power, and the MCU's a rabid-ass fan base. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, well, as much as they're saying, like, Moon Knight's a unknown and it's kind of true, mm -hmm. he's kind of had a rising stock in the comics recently. He's been yeah. in a few of the crossovers. Right. And then the current avengers arc which just started right, is right. literally revolving around moon knight called right. age of Khonshu, right right so like he's been a big part of a few ones like he was part of the ghost rider run recently where they actually jailed mephisto and blaze became king of hell he was part I of that i'll have to catch up with that one because i i read i read some of the results of it in other books so uh, yeah you know, i'm like what well, well, well 
That yeah. one's like a year or so old at this point. Okay. So. I still got to catch up. I'm, I'm like. And then there was the pandemic uh, yeah. short series or whatever, yeah. where Moon Knight ended up becoming the only guy who could fight him because. Right. Turns out if your whole thing is taking over a person's mind and you're as crazy as Mark Spector is, <laughs> you actually win that fight every time. You throw yourself headfirst into there right. and figure the rest out once you're in. Right, right. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Um, so it says, uh, fears of a significant production delay were valid in the MCU. The entirety of the company's phase four releases have been affected by the coronavirus. Meanwhile, Filming has been halted for The Falcon and The Winter Soldier with no continuation date forthcoming. The television slate for the MCU coming to Disney Plus may see significant delays depending on how the company executives want to deal with the release schedule. For now, however, Moon Knight is still on track with a mid-November filming start seemingly locked into place. And uh, speaking of Disney Plus, this is a shameless plug, not for myself, but for my other brothers in the multi-world entertainment family, get a chance, go check out the Let's Discuss Disney Plus with SPJ and Adequate. And you might enjoy it, even though Adequate doesn't listen. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for real. I, I am, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the character. Because again, so a lot of times with, the, with these characters, we would have never thought we was going to see some of these. And them not being um, the super big top tier characters means absolutely nothing after what James Gunn did with Guardians. Like that shit, toss that to the side. If you have a right, the right director, right story, and the right casting, it doesn't matter if, if, people, if the bulk of people haven't heard of the character or not. It, they've proven that already. So yeah, I think it's going to be dope. I'm just wondering what the costume's going to look like. Like what? How? Like what? What direction are they gonna go? Are they gonna be authentic, authentic, or mostly authentic? I hope we see the kind of cape and cowl one. But yeah. if not, I wouldn't be upset if we saw the Mister Knight look with the suit and, and with and... with the suit and the plain white mask. Right, right. I wouldn't be upset about that look, but I really hope we get to see the cape and cowl. I kind of like the cape and cowl look. He looks, he looks kind of crazy right there. <laughs> he looks yeah. Crazy. Um, and it's kind of like a Punisher thing, too, where he wears the white to draw the fire to him. Right, right. Which where is... Punisher has the white skull, where he tends to wear armor underneath it. Mark Spector sometimes has armor, sometimes doesn't, you know. He's, he's not nut. exactly all there. I was about to say, he's a nut. <laughs> there's also some mystical elements involved, too, where he kind of gets some healing from his god, and mm -hmm. he's been brought back from the dead multiple times, and I things like that. I will say, his his god, up until recently, um, I've He's kind of a dick. Yeah, I was, I was about to <laughs> he's say, kind man, of a he's dick. kind of a dick, man. Like, you would think that Sidorak, you know, is a dick a lot of the times, right? At least the very few showings he's had, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of dickish. But at least he let Juggy go. Like, do your shit. Do your or shit. Or Colossus go. Or you Colossus, know? He let yeah, Colossus like, go too. Do your shit. Take this power. Do that. But Colossus, as long as you destroy things, you will have my power. Right, right. But I don't know, man. He's a really dickish guy. <laughs> What's, how you pronounce that? Kashun? Kashun? Kanshu. Kanshu.
saying? Like, it's, you don't really, you're not really connected with a god. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's a dick. He's a dick. And one thing I would love to see, but given that it's Disney Plus and I'm not sure how adult they're going to go with the direction, mm-hmm. I would love to see the origins of Bushman in this one oh. where Raul Bushman, one of Moon Knight's, one of Moon Knight's only rogue gallery members yeah, that he hasn't completely villain. killed off. Right, right. And the reason I don't expect to see it is because there is some political connotation to it right, of right. A, a white mercenary carving off the face of a black warlord. Yeah. Like there's going to be that little bit, despite the fact that it's not a racial thing at no, all in no. the modern context, there is some political things. And I understand why they don't, but it was just a, a fun scene in the comics, just watching him straight up carve the dude's face off. <laughs> and he's kept the face. He's kept the face. He's in, in later runs. He's actually will look in the mirror in some of his more psychotic episodes and put the face on and wear it as a mask. <laughs> like, what have I done? And it's, and it's been referenced in other series too, like in secret Avengers, when it was like him, uh, beast mm-hmm. Valkyrie, few of them were like taking down this group and moon Knight's like if i had it my way i would cut all your faces off and beast turns around like if you don't do what he says he'll do it i've seen it before (laughs) and it's it's referenced like he's crazy enough that he will actually cut your face off and that's something that i I just like that aspect to be sure i think there's hope for that and i'm gonna tell you why so if you look in the black panther movie uh, uh, man ape. That is his name in a comic book. They didn't use that, but they still use the character. So next up is kind of two articles we're gonna merge into one. Mm-hmm. Is DC and Marvel have both announced multiple titles moving to digital only. Mm. This is heavily because of the coronavirus causing disruptions and shutdowns in workplaces they haven't been able to print any new comics right and that's led to a combination of a backlog of series where things that would have ended last month or things that would have started last month all now being at the same time combined with all the major ongoing series that are all at once right that They've moved some of the series, which I assume are some lesser titles, or in the case of DC, they're moving some 100-page giant titles Mm -hmm. and reprints into digital only. Mm. So for DC, we're getting, like, Titans Giant number two, Flash Giant number five, Swamp Thing Giant number five, the Teen Titans Go DC Superhero Girls Giant number one, and Wonder Woman 84 Giant number one, all going to digital only. Mm. That's and there's, and this is also in line with the fact that a couple other print titles have gone digital only for DC, such as Supergirl, The Terrifics, and House of Whispers. Right. And then Marvel has moved things like ghost spider so the latest gwen stacy or spider gwen series Mm -hmm. which is like eight issues in they're moving that to digital only they're moving ant-man to digital only they're moving the 2020 iron heart 
to digital only as well. So I, I have to assume for some of these that whether or not they're good series, they're not high selling series. Yeah, I have to yeah, assume. Yeah. So they're, they're at least not high selling enough that they're going to warrant comic stores that have been closed for three months now that are just <laughs> reopening right. to try and carry the full stock of what they normally would have. Instead, they're probably going to grab the things that they know will sell. Yeah. So they're grabbing the Avengers. They're grabbing Justice League. They're grabbing Spider-Man and Batman. You know, they're they're not going to grab like the reprint issues or ongoing series that just aren't super popular because they want to try and get as close to being back up and running as normal. Right. Right. So to get there, they're only buying this or grabbing the series that they know they can move. And that makes good business sense. Um, it, it makes sense. It sucks because this has been a huge issue with the industry already where a lot of stores have been struggling yeah, yeah. to move in. I don't know, man. I, like, I, There is a part of me that feels as though the only reason why paper comics are still around is, is the nostalgia. It's nostalgia because I haven't bought a paper comic book in years. And, I have you know, a handful, but those tend to be older ones. Like, I have the entire Star Trek, mm -hmm. the next generation Starfleet Academy run. It's right. like 19 issues or something. Right. But that was never put into a graphic novel format. Right. If I'm buying physical, at this point, I'm only buying graphic novels. Yeah, and see, that's it. Like, so say if I travel somewhere. And there's a comic book uh, store in anywhere where I'm going at. Like when I would go down Universal Studios, I'm going to get graphic novels. I'm going in the book, in the bookstore, and getting the graphic novels. I'm not going to get the paper ones because uh, to get the entire story, most of the time, it's gonna you're going to pay for too many issues. You can just pay for that one volume, whatever. And, and the one volume costs about the same, yeah. but you're not having to worry about going in every two weeks or every right. month hoping you get it and if you miss one you're missing a key part of the story right and or you know, you're hoping for a second printing or, or something second like print. that yeah like to be honest we're living in this digital realm so i am actually surprised that they haven't all gone digital at this point because you literally can read them on your phone your tablet your ipad whatever like your computer, your whatever computer. you choose. Yeah, if like, it connects to the internet, you can read you it. You can there. read it. So even if, like you know, because me from time to time I will go and purchase digital comics, you know. Yeah. So even with that, you 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 can read it right on. Like I literally don't have to go. If I have to go to the bathroom and want to take my goddamn book with me, I just bring my phone. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Bring the phone to read. You know, like I'm surprised it hasn't done that. I think the, the hesitation to do it speaks to other issues in that business and yeah. probably one of the reasons why it's not doing well. It's a some certain mindset there. Yeah, like outside there. of the more well-known ones. Yeah, outside the real well-known ones, yeah. A lot of these stores are already struggling or they're expanding into other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because comics can't carry a store on its own anymore because of how heavily it's gone digital right and then this just kind of 
made the issue go to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. Like, in, in an effort to try and not completely screw them over, Marvel and DC halted digital-only stuff as well. Right, right. But now that things are starting to get back up, they're putting things out digital, because that was an issue at first, too. They were talking about series that were both digital and physical. Right. It's like, are they going to continue the digital only during the lockdowns? Because mm-hmm. all those comics are already out. They're already right. produced. They're already ready to go to print. Right. So they they could have carried on comics every week still. Absolutely. Throughout the whole lockdown. So the fact that they didn't to try and not completely screw over the print places was a class move on yeah, their it's, part. It's it was something they absolutely didn't have to do. Right. At the same time, this just made the issues that already exist worse. Worse, yep. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Um, It's just kind of sad. Yeah. And then, like, the next article is the exact same thing, where Mm -hmm. it's uh, DC is canceling a bunch of their reprint lines, where they're just reprinting various iconic issues from the 70s and 80s. Right. And all those are just straight up getting canceled for reprint at this point and going, again, digital only because you don't know. Like, yeah, it's a nice thing for collectors, but you don't know if that Batman issue is going to be a big seller when it's an issue from the 70s. Exactly. You're not going to – like, unless it's a full iconic storyline like the Green Lantern, Green Arrow crossover Mm -hmm. where they found out Speedy was addicted to heroin. Right. Like, unless you're doing something like that, you can't guarantee that that one issue is going to sell. Right. Even as a reprint. Where before, it's like, okay, we can reprint these and still get some as things were still relatively normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now it's like, we don't even know if these reprints are going to sell. We don't even know if the newer issues are going to sell, let alone a reprint, right? Yeah, I, I think... um the comic book industry is due for an overhaul and it's going to, it's going to hurt like all overhauls hurt. Um, I'm starting to think that a lot of the, a lot of the stores, cause it's not even a lot of stores now to be honest. Um, but a lot of those are going to close. I'm thinking a lot of the comic book companies are going to be selling that shit direct to, you know, they're going to have a website like they already do. DC has their yeah. website. Uh, Marvel has their website. And their apps and all of that shit, they're gonna get more in house because something's gonna have to give, because this can't keep limping along the way it is. And there's gonna have to yeah. be another way, um, a deli- another delivery package for the way they market and and get their comics to the interested people. Now it's almost like if they want to continue with the physical individual issues Mm -hmm. they're almost going to have to work together with major trading card game companies like uh wizards of the coast things like that that produce magic the gathering or whichever companies that Mm -hmm. is that do pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and things like that like because the comic stores are already branching into that because comics can't sustain the store alone exactly so unless they do a major deal with those companies mm-hmm. you're you're right there's something that's gonna have to give because this can't between, keep up bet- between digital between graphic novels which graphic novels are also sold at 
non-comic stores. Like, right. I can walk into a Barnes & Noble. I can walk into yep. a Chapters. I can yep. walk into Indigo. That's right. I can walk in, not so much in Canada, but mm-hmm. I know in the U.S., you can walk into Walmart and grab graphic yep. novels. You can walk into a Rite Aid drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get them, so you know. the fact that you can walk into all these places that don't even normally sell comics right. and they will sell graphic novels right that and again it's because of the appeal of it's the whole story arc it's the whole series it's you're not having to come back every month to make sure you get every individual issue right and i get it you know because early on that was a dope business model to make it episodic almost um, you know, bringing people coming back, it built anticipation for the story. It actually added to the experience of it. But now I just think it's time to um, to update, upgrade, take the hit, restructure. Because if you want this this medium to survive, they're gonna have to do that, man. Because like guys like you and me, we're gonna read comics regardless. Yeah. But if you're trying but to introduce again, new people, I... like this ain't it. And even then, we're going to read comics regardless, and we're still reading it digitally. Exactly. We're still, I'm, not, I'm not going to the store and, to get this. And when it is physical, it is graphic novels at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but ever has this been the way. You know, some, some business, yeah. some genre worked out really great at first because it fit nicely within the social structure of how business was done at the time. That ain't it now. That is, it's not it. Time to change. Time to switch up. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. Which one? Okay, this is uh the Fox. Oh yeah, I, dude, I just saw a video about this. Um, the Fox's X Men uh, Quicksilver Evan Peters reportedly has a role in the upcoming Disney Plus WandaVision series. Um, his role is unspecific, but unlikely to be the role of Quicksilver. As the age of Ultron Quicksilver, Aaron Johnson is already reported to be reprising his role as Quicksilver in this series. Um, honestly, let me go to the story. Honestly, I like that kid, Aaron, Aaron Johnson, because of um, uh, Kick-Ass. I thought well, he, both both of them were in Kick-Ass. Yeah, both of them were because he was the buddy. He was the friend. They wound up yeah. becoming a villain in part two, right? But yeah. I think... Um, I prefer, what's his name? Evan Peters, Quicksilver. <laughs> I really the, do. A, as a character, I feel Aaron Johnson fit the MCU a yeah. lot better than how Evan Peters did. Yeah. But when it came to utilizing the character, yeah, man. as much faults as Fox has with the X-Men series, they how, they, Quicksilver. Yeah. How, how they utilized Evan Peters as Quicksilver and how they did those whole slow-mo... Oh, Quicksilver scenes, they nailed it. They nailed it. They really like, did. Again, within the context of the MCU, Aaron Johnson did that role and did it really well. Yeah, tall guy, uh, um, um, rather in shape. You know what I'm saying? He looked like he belongs in the MCU. But but also the fact that he was just kind of a smartass. He was kind of a yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroic true. send-off, kind of a dick. <laughs> You know, yeah. again, fits in with Tony Stark. Kind of a dick. Facts. Heroic send-off, kind of a dick. dick. right? Facts, facts. 
and, and Gamora, the Gamora, Gamora Rocket, they're Nebula. <laughs> they're all kind of dicks. Yo, even but, Thor, Thor's and, a dick now. Like, and you watch him in Ragnarok, he's a dick. Like, when 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 when, <laughs> when Banner says, um, well, Banner's very powerful and useful too. And Thor goes, is he though? <laughs> is he though? <laughs> nah, he's such a dick, man. He's such a dick. Yeah. But, but I mean, he again, like, each of them fit their respective universes really well. Right, right. right. But if if they are bringing back Aaron Johnson for that series for Quicksilver, it's highly unlikely that Evan Peters will also be playing Quicksilver. He probably he might be a villain for all we know. You know what I'm saying? He, he could. Be. Or, there, remember, there's also talk about Scarlet Witches and Vision's children being involved. Oh, right, and one, right. And one of them was a speedster. Right. And Evan Peters looking significantly younger could potentially be what is it speed i think it is yeah i think that's his name right speed yeah because i know there was uh oh it's gonna bug me now that i actually can't remember it (laughs) but yeah it's like she has two children and one of them is a speedster so Given how young Evan Peters looks, even though they're about the same age right. as Aaron Johnson, he looks like he could still potentially be like nineteen. Right. Exactly. He could pull it off. You know what I mean? He could pull it off. He, wasn't he on a Netflix series not too long ago? Um, it's like an anthology type series. It's like a horror anthology series or sci-fi or something. I seem to recall him on one of those shows, and he looked a lot taller in that. Um, I mean, yeah, Evans. He looked a lot taller in that show than he than he did on anything else I ever saw him in. So they must have used a bunch of short, short ass actors or whatever, because he always appeared to me to be short, you know, on screen. But in on Netflix, he, that that series, he seemed kind of tall, like well, uh, not tall but regular size, you know, five eleven, six feet, something like that. I don't know. Is that is that? Uh, he, he's five nine. He's like five nine. He seems a lot taller in that Netflix series. It has to be the other actors that was working around it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I'm looking forward to him. So the article says, um, another Quicksilver may have joined Marvel Studios' WandaVision in a manner of speaking, according to Murphy's Multiverse. X-Men star Evan Peters has joined WandaVision in a yet unspecific role. Peters is perhaps best known for his role as Peter Maximoff, a.k.a. Quicksilver, from X-Men, Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. Despite Disney's bow to Fox, which previously owned the rights of the X-Men franchise, Peters will probably take on a new role in WandaVision. As it stands, Aaron Johnson is rumored to reprise his, his Avengers Age of Ultron role as Peter Maximoff, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's late Quicksilver. In addition to his work on X-Men, Peters had major roles, I hear it is, an American Horror Story, because my wife was watching this a lot, and Kick-Ass. His previous credits also include The Office. I remember that one. I, I do remember his role in that. What a, one Tree Hill. I remember the show. I just never watched it. <laughs> I remember the show. Um, Invasion and Phil of the Future. On WandaVision, he joins MCU stars Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bethany. WandaVision stars Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. 
Paul Bethany as Vision, Randall Park as Agent Jimmy Woo, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, Kiana Paris as Monica Rambeau. I'm looking forward to that shit. And yeah. Catherine Hahn. The limited series debuts on December. Uh, debuts on Disney Plus in December. See, the thing is, right? This is a very interesting cast, and I can't really. Pre- it's not really that predictable for me. The, the 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 characters they decided to make in put in this cast, it's not predictable. Like I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. You have Randall Park, <laughs> like like Agent Jimmy, really from fucking Ant Man and shit. Yeah, like, I don't know. They have Cat Dennings, Darcy Lewis from the Thor. The Thor. Thor. Like, like, like what are, what are they gonna do? Like and then Monica Rambeau is from Captain Marvel, right? Like, yeah. I just don't, I don't know what they're going to do, and that's why from this is exciting. I believe from what they announced, Darcy Lewis is going to be their neighbor. <laughs> from what they've announced, assuming it was a red herring, right? Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, is Kat Dennings, despite being in the Thor movies, actually has significant work she as does. a leading role on a TV series. She does. On multiple TV series. Absolutely. So I feel like she's almost here to kind of like guide these people who are used to big movie roles right. through a TV series, right? I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, she does have. I've seen her in things I did that I didn't realize she was in until after I watched her in Thor, and then now you know you recognize her face and like, hey, wait a minute, that's Darcy. Hey, that's Darcy, and this has been in a couple of series too. So oh, she's been in a lot. Yeah, like. That animated series Big Mouth on Netflix, mm-hmm. she's on there, but she's all she's the one of the stars of Two Broke Girls. Yep, yep, Two Broke Girls. That's the one I saw in um first after the um the Thor stuff. Um, that that I saw that on was it TBS? I think it was TBS. But I was I was watching. I was like, wait a minute, that voice, it, that face. That's dark. She was in something like twenty two episodes of Raising Dad, which was like a 2001 TV series. I right. think it only ran one season or two seasons, and she was in almost all of those. Right. Like she was in uh, that new series, Dollface. She's in. Oh, I heard about that. I but she's that also done she, like she's done so, a good chunk of movies too. But yeah, she has a lot of experience as a lead role in a TV series. You know what? I so I, I feel like that's the kind of experience they would bring in for, for something like this, right? For something like this, where again you have Paul Bettany. When was the last time he was in a as a TV yeah, star? Facts, facts. Like the dude's been doing movies since the nineties. Facts. Facts. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I don't think has done a lot of TV work. Nah, her sisters have though. <laughs> oh yeah, her sisters. Um, I I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing her as um. I mean, I know this is a DC property, but she could have been Harley Quinn for me. Like that, I, I, I think she could have pulled that up. I really do. Don't get me wrong. I like the um. The if we're casting her for DC, I can almost see her as Zatanna. I can see her as that too. She goes, she'd have to dye her hair, but yeah, like I can see her as that too. Well, Zatanna is black hair. But doesn't um Darcy? Well, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of some other uh Instagram pic I saw of her because I follow her on Instagram. Um, I'm thinking of some pic she had where her hair was dyed blonde. So, uh, but yeah, she could actually do Satana pretty good. Satana, very underrated, um, magic wielder in DC Comics. 
I didn't realize she was as powerful as she was. I've seen her do some shit now that's like, whoa. But um, yeah. she's pretty powerful. But um, yeah, that I think officially is the news. So we can get into the meat of this episode. <laughs> um, so being that this is the first episode of Metas and Mutants, it seemed only fitting to have a segment about the origin stories of various characters. Now, we have a shit ton of characters. We're not going to run through all of their freaking origins, but what we will do is put them in categories, right? Because there are categories of origins in comic books. Certain tropes where this is the scenario where certain characters tend to get their powers. Um... You did, you made a really good list right here too. All like right. it, it could easily be expanded, but yeah, I tried to do a couple. I it's pretty good. Um, so you but had, yeah, it's like what's the first one? The, um, <laughs> the science experiment, radiation heroes, and villains. I and mean, villains, yeah. And a villains. lot of villains come from there too. Right, because they're shitty scientists. <laughs> and it, well, to be fair, that's how heroes did too. That's they sure. were shitty scientists. <laughs> that's a good. But point. like. This is your stereotypical science experiment goes wrong, or in some cases, the science experiment goes right. Right, right, right. Or experiment, or like radiation poisoning, or radiation blast. Right. Doesn't happy, matter what Happy kind. accident. <laughs> A happy accident. Um, you and have, but, whatever uh, happens ends up giving these people these powers, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes it's unintended side effects sometimes it's exactly what they were going for just right. the powers might have been unpredictable right like there's always some flaw a lot of the times in it except for with spider-man like I, I don't really see too many flaws in him get the power that he got um unless you unless you bring up when his arms Hit. started mutating and he had extra arms but well again that was more of a a different scientific experiment right. being <laughs> went on him. Right, right, right. So let's look under the list. All right, so the science experiment, radiation heroes, and villains, any of the Hulks, any of them, they're all that. All of them. Every single one. Spider-Man, like we just mentioned, the Fantastic Four are all science accident freaks. They were all radi gamma radiation hit all of them, and oh, that's yeah. what gave them their powers. Exactly. Um, static. Static Shock, one of my favorite characters that isn't getting used nearly enough for my money. That that was hands down what my favorite DC cartoon series as a yeah, kid. Static was Static so Shock, dope. so dope. Like that was, I didn't even know it was DC at the time. Right, right. Like until one of the late season crossovers mm -hmm. where you ended up seeing what Justice was it, Batman. Well, Batman? I think it was like something. Batman Beyond. I think was right, on there. Right, 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 right. Um, Captain America, of course. And um, which was really example. an accident. Was no, it? that was where the science experiment went right. Right, it, it went worked. as intended. Remember, the Hulks were an attempt to create, recreate Captain America. Right, that's where. Right. Even though they they got the super soldier they wanted, it it was an accident. It wasn't what they were going for. Right. They right. wanted Captain America. They got the Incredible Hulk. Right. And that, of course, 
cause so much problems <laughs> for, for everybody involved. Everybody. For everybody involved, including, unfortunately, Mr. Banner. Um, villains, like you said, the lizard, which is a tragedy for real. Like, I've always thought that the lizard's origin story, like, he was, I was always sympathetic to, to the lizard. He just wanted to develop a way to heal people. Yeah. That's and all. experimented on himself as he was a perfect candidate, but it wasn't test ready. Right, right, and, and witness the results. <laughs> and those are the results. Yeah, Doc Ock. Um, who initially I he was I was not sympathetic to him initially. You know, when I first grew up and, and was reading, um, the Spider-Man comic books, I wasn't really all that. Sympathetic to him. You know what got me sympathetic to Doc Ock was the Tobey Maguire movie, um, the se- the second movie, uh, Spider Man movie. Yeah, in that series. He became more of a sympathetic character to me. You know, um, genius intellect, uh, and actually really was trying to do the world some good and shit. He lost his goddamn wife because of the accident and all that other shit happened. And it's like I kind of feel for him. You know, kind of feel for him. But um. Green Goblin, I have never felt for Green Goblin. No matter how they try to make him make him sympathetic at times, I just hey, look. The guy's an asshole. <laughs> He's an asshole, you know. Um, yeah. So, the Ultimate Universe Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to signify the difference here. Yeah. Because in in the Earth sixteen ten, I think it is for mm-hmm. Marvel. Yeah. Is the Ultimate Universe Green Goblin was. Norman Osborn experimenting on himself to recreate the Spider-Man experiment. Right, right. So in this case, it is the science experiment slash radiation gone wrong or horribly right. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah. This is what he wanted. The, he it, wanted it's gone thing. wrong from a normal person's perspective, but he is not a normal person. For I'm him, this is, this is exactly where he was going with. He needed that. He this is what he said he needed, but it went wrong for everybody else. Everybody else has to deal with that asshole uh, Ultimate Universe Green Goblin. It went horribly wrong for them. Let's just where clear. he's virtually immortal yeah. too, right? Like, yeah. He cannot die. He can. He can. He's got like pyrokinetic abilities. Yeah, dude. He's a he's a nightmare. Actually, he's a nightmare. Yeah. You know. Um. So what's what's the next thing on the list? Uh, gods and or aliens non-humans kind of it's a bit vague there because aliens and gods depending on where you go are the same thing and who's writing it's the same thing or it's different but is it really that different right right right. or like vaguely non-human yeah like 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 a lot of these guys are are humanoids generally but they're yeah. not quite human. Exactly. And and a perfect example here is Wonder Woman. She's not a god. Mm-hmm. She's made directly by the gods, but she's not a god. Right. But she's not exactly human. So I kind of put her here, and it's it's debatable whether you can put her here or put her in a well, see, different... Well, that's the thing. It depends on which origin you're going to go with, because yeah. she was not always Zeus's daughter in the comic books. Now, they didn't... That, that's not... That's a relatively new development in her history. Yeah. Where she's Zeus's daughter. That's new shit for real, they threw in there. Well, it's even if you go with the made from clay. Right, right. Like, 
if you go from that or like as all Amazonians were, right? I believe at one point they were all made from clay before it became Zeus's daughter. Yeah, you know, like it, it's vaguely non-human and godly in a way, but not quite. Well, we could. How about we put an addendum on that and say she has divine power, like it's divine it's origins, divine origins, of something sorts. like that. Now, to be honest, full disclosure, my this is my favorite type of um, uh, origin, the whole god. Because I, I don't gotta, I don't gotta think too hard about. It. Oh, it's a god, so he, magic powers. He's a god, right? Yeah. You so know. in the heroes list here, we know we got your favorite. We got Thor. Of course. But like, like I said, we included Wonder Woman here, and I'd like to note that some of these heroes and villains mm-hmm. can actually fall in multiple categories. Facts. Facts. You have. Hercules, you know, being an Olympian, mm-hmm. you have characters like Superman and Starfire who are aliens, but yeah. in Starfire's case, I believe her powers were still there on her home world. Superman, his powers comes because of the sun, because he's an alien, he has right. these powers. Right. You have the Valkyrie, like the Brunhild Valkyrie, mm-hmm. who was an Asgardian. You have Aquaman. You have. Uh, Namor the Submariner is right. again example of one that's going to pop up somewhere else here. But yeah, exactly, a- Atlanteans are non-human. They're not quite god. They're not quite alien, but they're vaguely non-human humanoids. Right. They're, they they fit in there. And it's also like from their perspective, they would say, "Fuck you, mean we not alien? Like we literally our our evolution was here." On Earth, yeah. with your dumb asses, so yeah, you, mean, you know, so you know, it's kind of it's in that, which is kind of why I put like non-human, yeah. like they're still human, but they're not quite. Yeah, they're like humanoid more, you know, and of course the villains, where we have Dark Side. Yeah, Dark Side. See, this is the thing about that. So sometimes the new gods, right? Yeah, like, this, by, this by definition, they're kind of gods, right? Right. This is what you meant when you said some of them that kind of tipped into both categories of the alien god type thing. That's dark side. All that's all the new gods, for real. And again, Thanos, obviously being based off of dark side, right? And admittedly, he's become completely different at this point. But when he was made, that was a dark he side was life. a dark side ripoff. Absolutely. In Absolutely. fact, they, they initially tried to make him different enough, and they were told, if you're going to rip off dark side, do it, it right. properly. And to be honest, you, Thanos became more interesting to me than dark side. Th- Thanos became a character of his own yeah. and is ultimately probably the more well-known of the two. Well, especially after the events of uh, the last 10 years, MCU. Yeah. Like, everyone in DC knows Darkseid, and a good chunk of Marvel fans know Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. But everybody, everybody knows, knows Thanos. Thanos. Whether you read comics or not, not, whether you're DC or Marvel, like, everybody knows, knows who Thanos. Thanos is. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a pop culture um, uh, icon at this point. He's an icon. Lobo, then one of my favorites. Lobo, the main man. Uh, Loki and mm-hmm. the Enchantress being as guardians. Right. Brainiac. Basically a tech god. Brainiac's a he, tech god. Like, yeah. And Galact- Galactus, again, heavily involved with celestial tech, but, but also in a- yeah. Well, the celestials are basically competing with gods. Like, right. 
in Marvel Universe, Celestials and the Earth Gods, like, not just Asgard, but we're talking the Olympians and That's such, right. all right. banded together to fight the Celestials and ended up losing. They got their asses beat. <laughs> their asses beat. In, they got their asses beat, but they put up enough of a fight that the Celestials basically said, we'll leave your planet alone, but none of you are allowed to touch us, no matter what. Or interfere with any humans. Like, that's enough with that. Yeah. Or interfere with Celestial yeah. experiments. Because it actually led to a storyline when Thor kind of killed Apocalypse, who, yep. despite being a mutant, was an agent of the Celestials. Right, right. Absolutely. And it's like you said, once again, this is the alien, almost godlike thing. Because I remember when Galactus told Thor, uh, if, if you be a god, what then is Galactus? And it's a good question. Because <laughs> he's clearly more powerful than you, Thor. <laughs> like, clearly. Like, leagues I mean, not, above. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. Currently, no. Thor's doing what the fuck he wants to do. To Galactus currently, right? He, he but Thor's also kind of got the Odin force in him yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Full on king of Asgard. It's but he got the able, big power boost. But think about it: to be able, I've never seen Odin do this. To be able to just yeah. snatch the power cosmic when you want it and reject yeah. it when you want it. I've never seen a character do that before. Never. No. It's crazy. All right, so technology and or money, that cash, that dollar, dope. dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> Heroes, Batman, exceedingly wealthy, um, self-made, not but not in the in the terms of money, because that's inherited. But self-made in terms of he got his education, he went out his there and skills, his training, self-made. Um, and again, a lot of technology involved there. A lot there as of tech. Well. A lot of tech. In fact, tech is basically ninety percent of his skill set. Yeah, facts, facts. Um, Iron Man, who tech is one hundred percent, and money. You know, because he need the money to get the tech. And again, like Batman, self-made, but he inherited. Yeah, he inherited a, a lot of the money. money. Mm-hmm. And again, like Batman, incredibly smart. Right. Like. He, he made himself, he trained himself, he got himself there, but he inherited the money. And yeah. the reality is, you know, without that money, would they be able to be the heroes they are today? I think Probably not. Probably not. I think not. Um, it, they, someone could probably make the case that... Iron Man probably could have. Yeah, because his, his, his brain power would have still been the same, so he would have eventually um, invented some shit started a company and got a whole shit ton of money and then you know so arguably yeah you can make yeah. it back I, I think Not i think sure. it was daredevil who once said the difference between most people and iron man is you could drop iron man off in the middle of a desert with no tech and he would invent a suit that would <laughs> get you out of there it's a fact it's just a and fact. that's something where i don't know if Batman would have been able to do that if he either. wasn't already wealthy beforehand right, to get right. the training. He right. he was he's he's smart, right. but he's not he's not super genius, one of the smartest in the world smart. And he's not the he's not a mechanic. Like mechanic yeah. like 
Iron Man yeah. is very mechanically smart. Like, he knows how things work. He, he's the engineer. He's he the engineer. builds it. Yeah. Batman hires people to do this. And, like, he's a great judge of character. Mm-hmm. He hires people he can trust to do this stuff for him. But he couldn't necessarily do this stuff himself. Right. His A lot of his intelligence leads towards investigative um, detective work. That's where it, yeah. it kinda, his IQ kind of is really heavy in figuring shit out and being um, prepped. You know, like the infamous prep time bullshit. But, um, yeah. Also, uh, Green Arrow. Money, skills. And tech. And tech. Like, um, Hawkeye. No, not 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 really the money, but, but the definitely tech. skills and tech, yep. and again, incredibly smart. They've exactly. established that Hawkeye is about as smart as you can get without having intelligence as a superpower. Right, right. Like, and you realize, like, look who Hawkeye hangs around with. He spent so much time with with Beast. He spent so much time with Iron Man. He mm-hmm. spent so much time with. Mockingbird, who's got like three or four Degrees doctorates, <laughs> right? Three or four doctorates. Right. He spends time with Hank Pym. Like he has a thorough understanding of so many of these fields because of how much time he spent around these people, and he put the effort into learning. Facts. Facts. So he's not superhuman smart, but he's like that top tier smart. Yeah. But doesn't get credit because. He's just a dude with some arrows. And and he's a dick a lot of the times. Um, oh, absolutely. He's absolutely a dick. Nightwing has money and tech, but his money, of course, that is uh, him, him being a ward uh, of Bruce. Of Batman. Yeah, so. Yeah. But he definitely has. Heavily tech. And again, not quite as smart as Batman, right. but phys- physically better than Batman. Yeah, he, he's definitely better than Batman physically. Um, not quite as smart, but smart enough to get by. Right. Vision, all tech. Like, all 100% tech. tech. Cyborg, tech. Alien tech. Alien tech. tech is that. So that's interesting right there because Cyborg kind of dances in that, you know. A- alien, non-human range yeah. and tech range. Yeah. That in the villains... Arguably the best comparable to Iron Man in this case, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. Absolutely. He, yes, he's got the money, but he's the engineer. He's the mechanic. He knows how he, to put stuff He's together. the guy who builds the thing. Right. So, like, he's probably the evil direct comparison to Iron Man. I would agree for with DC. that. I would definitely agree with that. And, of course, Doom. Doctor Doom. <laughs> Doom. Um... But I will see Doom is another one because Doom has been God more times than God's been God. Like he he's he kind of dances in a lot of lanes. Like he, he I wouldn't say he is a god. He's attained godhood. Yeah, yeah. But he isn't really a god himself. Like that's not what made him who he is. Right. Who he is is what made him a god. Right, right. I mean, because think about it, tech. Okay, he's heavy and he's just as smart as Reed and probably smarter, right? And uh, I believe, I believe, canonically, Doom is the smartest person on Earth. So that puts Reed kind of in a corner. So I believe Reed, I believe Reed is second, and it's pretty close. Like that's the 
it's the Pim Von Doom scale. Right. So you'd think Hank Pim would be up there. Yeah. But I think he's only like fourth or fifth. And mm. it's it's kind of an ill-defined list. The right. only ones that have been confirmed top two are Doom and Reed. Right. Um, and then, like, the rest of the list seems to fluctuate with Amadeus Cho, Bruce Banner, Beast, Tony Stark, right. The Thinker. Like, it, it also kind of depends on who's alive at the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah. Because Amadeus Cho, who became one of the Hulks, was, again, could arguably be a tech True. guy himself. Because that's kind of where he got his start. True. But he was the seventh smartest person alive. But I believe at the time, Bruce Banner was off Earth, and I believe T'Challa was dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the time, or mm-hmm. or was it Hank Pym was dead at the time, or someone was dead at the time. So and now that everyone's back, so now that he's back, he's kind of like ninth, tenth, right. which is still pretty damn impressive. It's it's he's still one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe yeah, on yeah. Earth. But the list is kind of ill-defined where they slot people in where it fits for the stories with the exception of Doom and Reed being one and two. Right, right. And also, Doom falls in the magic category. Like, he's literally could be Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a reason why Doom is as dangerous as he is. It's a reason. Because he falls into that magic and supernatural as well and he's comfortable there you know how batman's not comfortable with magic he just doesn't like the idea of it it's unknowable whatever doom is who he could be if he was more comfortable yeah absolutely absolutely except for doom is way smarter than batman and also and also the mechanic yeah engineering yeah Again, Doom can de- develop the same things as Iron Man without using Iron Man's tech as a basis, which no one else has really been able to do. Right. If everyone else who's developed things similar to Iron Man had to use Stark tech as a basis, exactly. Doom made his own and was able to make tech equivalent to Stark tech. Exactly. Um, yeah, Doom's a threat, man. Doom, Doom's a serious threat. Um He's he's a threat, but he's also a hero. Like, think of how many times he saved the world. And and if I'm not mistaken, he like the world. One of the only futures where the world does well (laughs) is the one where he rules. (laughs) In fact, that that's how he proved his purity to the Panther God. Right. He he broke into Wakanda, took it over, and then T'Challa was even like, you can. T'Challa was even like, you, he can't access the vibranium unless the Panther God deems him worthy, which is something we never have to worry about. He bared his soul there, and the Panther God was, I find you despicable. I find you <laughs> disgusting. But you are pure of soul. What you do, you do believe is truly the right thing to do. Right. And that. I've I see all the futures you saw, and you're right. The only one humanity survives is the one where you rule. Right. And right. granted him access to it. The way they stopped him was literally ruining all of the Wakandan vibranium in the world. They had to basically corrupt it so mm-hmm. that you had to use the lesser vibraniums instead. Right. I think that was also a um that was a story device 
to vibranium. Let's face it, the concept of vibranium was pretty op. Yeah, it's, it was pretty op, and I think they needed a way to scale it down to give and it some that was and that was yeah, that's that's what I think happened. It was it's like with uh, was it Chris Claremont? I forget the the writer. What what they did with Superman at a certain point, they they he had a whole nuclear situation happen. And it scaled his strength level down so they could write some shit that where he wouldn't be so OP that it didn't make sense that he wouldn't win. And, you know, the writers over time put him right back up, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. you know, where, where he Not was. as bad as his early days where he got a new power every week. Yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. It was horrible. Sometimes he would use the power once and never use it again, even though there were clearly situations and where he should have used, used it you know like, it was so stupid so stupid so of course you got Ultron who I have gained Peter. a lot more respect for Ultron um, in the last few years because I've always said to myself uh, Brainiac would fuck Ultron up simply because you know he's gone across the entire damn near the entire universe picking up civilizations knowledge and like Ultron was on earth <laughs> like, I mean, cause, like, at a certain point, it's like there's a limit to what he can accumulate. But then Ultron went into space and did the exact same did the thing. the exact same thing. So I have a lot more respect for Ultron now. But like you said, that's tech, robot, whatever. Kingpin, money. Money. Not as much tech. Still some tech, but right. not as much. It's heavily money it's as money. his power. Definitely. And, of course, Green Goblin 616. The main universe. Yeah. He is um, tech. Uh, and money. And what, awesome. we, what we also say, uh, experiment gone wrong. Like, he didn't want to be insane. He just wanted to. <laughs> no, but, like, that, that kind of came later, though. That was more true, after he started true. experimenting. But you look at the early Green Goblin, and that was all tech. Right, right. He had, like, the... The hover jet thing. You had this goblin bombs. True. True. Okay, that makes sense. So we're at Magic Supernatural and Heroes. Um now there are some people, of course, this is not these are not exhaustive lists, but there are some of the characters in some of the other categories that could actually fit here too. Um Yes. Like Doom with his magic shit. And even Thor, as far as supernatural, because he's a divinity. Like, you have gods, you have demons. You literally have Doctor Strange using the powers of gods. Yes. So it's kind of... I think the main reason when I wrote this list, I didn't include Thor, was Mm -hmm. he doesn't actively use his magic. True. He uses some every now and then. He's capable of it. He's shown he's capable of it. But he doesn't actively use it. He is the warrior. He is a warrior brute god. Like so, is just this is also the reason why he doesn't use the Odin force the way Odin does. It's the exact reason because Odin was like the wizard, like a wizard almost. He was a warrior, but he was almost like a wizard too. Thor has never really been his shtick. It's like I'm going to put hands and hammer on you. He he knows enough to get by if he needs to. Yeah. But he also knows that even by Asgardian standards, he is a freak of nature when Facts. it comes to his physical abilities. Facts. 
Right. And, like, the base-ass Guardian is well beyond any human. Yeah. But short of guys, again, like Spider-Man, Captain exactly, America. Exactly, exactly. But Thor is to what base-ass Guardians are, as to what base-ass Guardians are to humans. Or as it's Apocalypse like, once said in the X-Men co- cartoon, I am as far above mutants as they are above you. <laughs> Pretty or much. as you are above ants. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that's true. That is, that's true. So th- that's my justification for not throwing him here. No, that makes but sense. in the villains, I did include Loki because, again, magic is right, and that's just stick. That's his just whole stick. stick. Yeah. Same with Enchantress to a lesser extent. It's his her stick. Right. She doesn't do anything else. It's magic. Um, but yeah, under the heroes, we have Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Her son, this Wiccan. is it, Wiccan. Yep. Wiccan is her mage son. Doctor Strange, Brother Voodoo, or Doctor Voodoo, depending on where you are, it's kind right. of mixed. Doctor Fate. Mm-hmm. Constantine, which is, again, more like Batman if he used magic. True. Zatanna. The the current Valkyrie, which is Jane Foster. Yeah, that's all, that's magic. Do- yeah. Her hers isn't because of godlike powers. Right. It's because of supernatural things granted to her when she took care and oversaw the death of the Valkyries. Right, right. Not right. just Brunhild, but all the Valkyries right. when they died. She sort of oversaw them and as sort of a parting gift, they gave her the all weapon. Which is pretty dope. That weapon is dope though. Like I've read yeah. the book. That weapon is I thought it was gonna be yeah. corny, but no, I like that. It, it it's nice. But she became Valkyrie, so like the Jane Foster Valkyrie is more magic, supernatural, less god. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Shazam. Shazam. Is it, is it me? Is it me, or am I being just petty about the fact that Solomon was not a god, and I'm tired of people saying like one of the gods in his uh, thing is supposed to be so- no. Solomon's not a god. Solomon was the king. He was, he was a, king. a he was the biblical king. Right. He was supposed to be like one of the wisest humans. Hence right. the wisdom of Solomon. Exactly. But not not a god. He's not a god. But yeah. again, his powers themselves came from the old wizard Shazam. Right. Who's arguably so again, a god himself. Magic and supernatural powers. is more accurate, true, I feel. True. True. Absolutely. And then of course, someone we've mentioned multiple times here. <laughs> Moon Knight. The Moonster himself. The Moon Knight where his power levels have ranged anything from right. literally just peak human uh, to... Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second, Cyrus. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. We'll cut that. Go ahead. Yeah. Where his powers have ranged anywhere from peak human mm-hmm. to being able to summon moons across the universe and smack Thor in the face yeah, with them. That, that was so disrespectful. Dude, so disrespectful. He, he did what Thanos did in Infinity War on the fight <laughs> on Titan, except better. <laughs> it was disrespectful. <laughs> Completely disrespectful. But, but again, with how much Moon Knight's kind of gets shit on and sure. sort of made a joke He's had a really up. bad life, for real. And again, and this kind of shows what he is capable of when the writers actually choose to delve into what he can. And let's face it, all most of the characters get that. 
Right? They at, at some point, at one point or another, they get their they get to realize their fullest potential at some point or another. You know. And Moon Knight just hasn't had it in like fifty years. Right. Um. Let's see. Villains. And- the Hood. Loki. Uh, Solomon Grundy is, is slept on. He slept on a lot. Yeah. Like, the dude is powerful. Yes. And people sleep on him all the time. And I'm like, because I've seen, um, you know, versus conversations with, you know, him versus the Hulk. And I see people, they they, they make it out like it's going to be a stomp stomp. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not going to be a stomp stomp. It's going to be a fight. Hulk probably would win because that healing factor is insane. But trust, it's not going to be a stomp stomp. He's gonna, He's not gonna wipe. It's not gonna be a spike. Yeah. It's not gonna be like, not. why would you even bother? Right. That's not like Solomon Grundy's gone toe to toe with Superman. Right. Like, let's not let's not be crazy over here. You know, um, Raza Ghoul definitely is in the magic superhero thing. I mean, supernatural thing with the whole uh, Lazarus Pit. Um, they call him the Demon for a reason. Now this this dude, Claren the Witch Boy, he annoys me. He is like one of the most annoying characters I have ever seen in comic books. He bothers the fuck out of me. But yeah, he's under the whole magic supernatural shit. Yeah. And here for Magic Supernatural, I also tried to include more things that were demons like not quite god level. Right, right. Like that tier below that were still humanoid like demons like again the hood is also demonic in nature mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. clarion the witch boy is a demon and, and again if you go away from like marvel dc and the big two you can throw hellboy oh hell yeah hell hellboy yeah. and pretty much everyone there that's true from that series under magic and supernatural as well so uh, let's let's go back to loki just for a second right can an argument be made that he was granted godhood through adoption because he's a frost giant? He's a, a runt frost giant, and you know Odin used his magics or whatever when he adopted him, you know, to make him what he is. But in truth, he was not necessarily considered a god. He doesn't no. come from god stock. You know? Again, that's kind of where I went with like, the whole God slash alien, alien type yeah. thing. Because, again, the Frost Giants are basically, they're not gods, no, but they're, they're, on, they're on par with Asgardians. Exactly. They're on par with Olympians. Exactly. They're on par with that tier of guys. They actively, regularly interact with that part. So I still put it in there as like the God slash alien. That's another perfect example of that, because like you said, He's not exactly a god, but he is a god. Yeah, like Odin granted him the god thing. Like he used his magics, you know, when he Loki was a kid, he kind of changed his appearance a bit. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of shit Odin did to put Loki where he's at for him to run around here talking shit about God of Mischief. It, <laughs> it would also influence why Loki, even, even when compared to Frost Giants, is so much more adept at magic right. because of how much was kind of used on him as a baby to make him exactly, exactly. 
exactly. more godlike. Exactly. Because he's a, he's extremely adept at magic compared to most Asgardians and com- well beyond most of what Frost Giants have displayed. And early on, far beyond a lot of humans that dabbled in magic, because early on in his um in his appearances in, in Marvel, dude, they've even made proclamations in there of him being close to Dormammu early on. So it's like they scaled him down a lot now. Because but he, even yeah. recently, before the War of the Realms, mm-hmm. he was strong enough in magic to make Doctor Strange think he was no longer Sorcerer yeah, Supreme. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, his magic was strong enough to convince that Doctor Strange that not only was he not Sorcerer Supreme, but that Loki was. was. And Loki didn't and, have to pay for his magic. Yeah. You know, that's the new thing. They 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 kept uh, I guess a way to caps Doctor Strange's power, but like all magic comes with a cost if you're a human. If you're a god, you just do it and nothing and have to have to pay for the shit. But everybody else has to pay for it. Yeah, the, or how they kind of use like batteries of sorts yeah. to sort of pay the cost for you. Right, right. Like uh, in the case in that that specific case. Uh, century. The century was absorbing, taking that physical cost, and he wasn't even feeling it, by the way. He was literally just sitting there. No. How powerful. Like, was yeah, that? what if and they were using magics that would have that were literally when he had like a hundred humans as the battery right. was killing sixties. Yeah. Sixty or seventy of them outright were killing while the other ones like basically fell down bordering death. Right. And he was using that magic and Sentry was like, Yeah, man, can I have some tea? Yeah, dude, he wasn't even feeling it. Like, how powerful was that dude? Um, so then we have born with abilities, and mostly we have mutants and the heroes, all mutants, and all mutant villains as well. Like all mutants in general yeah, are they're born with it. Born, and some metas in DC are born with were, the power, were yeah. born with them. Yeah. A lot of metas were people who kind of had ex- experiences sort of mm-hmm. bring it out. Yeah. But some metas were straight up born with those abilities. Right. Right. Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, Nightcrawler. Um, you know, everyone's pretty much familiar with these with these folks. Except for the one thing that, that differentiates them for me is that uh, Nightcrawler's mutation isn't you know, it it didn't just re- relegate itself to his power set. He looks mutated. You know. Yeah. Well, again, that's part of what the mutants are. There's like certain classes of mutant, and I believe one of the classes is generally physical appearance. Right. And right. if and that's like there's some mutants whose sole mutation is, is a physical, physical appearance. Exactly. And, and it's like not even anything that's useful in a fight or and something. That's really it's like sucky. Your, your your skin is green. <laughs> it's a sucky that gift. is your mutation. That, that is a sucky gift, like for the for X gene to give yeah. you. Yeah, they have to go through life looking like that. People gonna pick on you because you look like that, and you don't even have any cool power to yeah, fuck them up with. You can't fly. You can't. You can't even jump hard. You're basically a human with green skin. You're <laughs> such a loser. And again. <laughs> One that can also fall here is Namor the Submariner. True. He's he is half Atlantean, mm-hmm. half human, 
but he's also an Atlantean mutant. Mutant, right, right. And there are a couple other examples of Atlantean mutants, and same with Inhumans, also have a couple of cases where Inhumans mutated a bit. Right. Which is really weird because Inhumans, they, they, they go through the Terrigen Mist, and that actually kills anybody with the X gene. So right. any mutant will die from that, but there's also mutants within the Inhumans that just become further enhanced by it. So it makes you wonder, um, on a just on a, a genetic level, there are clear differences in a mutated Inhuman than a mutated human. There, yeah. there are clear differences if it's killing mutants outright, but they still can have mutated versions of themselves. I think it's heavily because, like, mutants are just mutated humans. Like, right. event, the evolution of humans. Inhumans were humans who had their genes modified by Celestials right, a right, long time right, ago. Right, right. And then, because of those gene modifications, when they used the Terrigen Mist... The Zana genes. <laughs> yeah, to increase their powers and stuff it sort of became part of their DNA. So when that mutated, it sort of, it's still primarily inhuman. They still have the celestial genes that protects them. Right. Right. I mean, the mutants at one time were my favorite distraction in, um, in Marvel. And the one thing I thought they were always unique, was unique about them was the fact that I did not know of too many um, counterparts they had in DC. So it made them kind of special. Like that, their whole story, oh, the next rung of human evolution. But in reality, if you look at a lot of the um, stories that they've done, the mutants seem to be kind of like genetic dead ends. Like at first they thought, oh, they will inherit the earth. They will be. It didn't really look like that, though, over the and, course And of time. humans did what humans did. <laughs> right. It didn't really look like that over time. They were like genetic dead ends. They were like the Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah they might. Like they, they would call, I would hear Magneto refer to humans sometimes as the Neanderthal, not because they were necessarily, but because just the theme, like you're going to die out, we're going to replace you. Turns out... Humans, yeah. mutants... Are the humans to the Neanderthal in this scenario? Yeah, yeah. Humans eventually wiped out Neanderthal with a few breeding in. It's why we have some of these traits. Right. But mutants are basically doing the same thing to humans. Right. So, yeah. So natural humans develop things that specifically discovered that and then killed everyone who has it. Because <laughs> that's what humans. Humans are superpower. trash. Humans are trash. That's their superpower to be garbage. Um. But yeah, so that is the first episode. Um, there are going to be plenty, plenty, plenty more because there's a lot of things that I, that we really wanted to cover with this series. Um, and this is something we've been planning for, for years, 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 and just years. Timing never lined up, but right. now here we are. Here we are, and you know, uh, big shout out to the rest of the multi world family. Um, there's a lot of shows on the horizon, a lot of things that we're going to do, and I'm, this is probably going to be one of my um, favorite ones right here because I stay diving headfirst in comic books. I know Cy does as well. As a matter of fact, Cy, you have a a, a blog 
uh, devoted yes. to that. So promote that real fast. They need to know where they can go. And All right. That. It's called Psy Guy's Musings. It can be found at supersciguy.wordpress.com. I, I've recently started expanding more into history, which is another passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And that's because your old site, which I used to write history on, yep. has gone down. Yeah. So I'm adding history to this, but I primarily cover comics. Everything from various storylines where I'll read a series and write a recap of that series and what I thought of it. Right. To covering things like a recently the passing of the mantle comic that I, or a series that I wrote where talk about multiple people who've used the, the same, same name. name. Mm-hmm. I've covered the history of comics, such as like the bronze age, the silver age, the golden age of comics. Right. And what kind of defined those aspects. Right. I'll cover things like significant deaths in comics. I've done multiple parts for that one where you saw a main character or a very significant character die. And in a lot of these cases, they don't come back. They don't come back. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's a, it's a dope, it's a dope blog. Um, what, what is the schedule when you usually put something up? Is it like uh, once a week or depending on um, what, what idea you have? It, it depends on what idea. It also depends on like what else I'm working on at the time, what's right. going on in personal life. Ideally, I'd like to try and maintain a once a week to once every other week. Word. Recently, it's been closer to once a month. Okay. It's not bad, though. But go check it out nonetheless, because there's a lot of cool shit on there. And not to mention the fact that some of the stuff on there we will probably be discussing on the show. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like I have articles, even if it's not super regular when you go further back, I have articles going back six years at this point. Oh, so it's plenty of and, stuff on there. Plenty and you can tell because, my God, I... Reading some of my old articles, I can definitely see how my writing has developed. <laughs> Yo, you realize like, every creative, every creative I know does the exact same shit. Every single one, like, you, 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 as you continue to create more and make more content, eventually you go back and look at the old stuff and go, sheesh, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. I think one of the only articles I can go back and read without feeling like, what the hell is this? Uh-huh. Is one I'd like to actually definitely touch on here, which is the where to start in comics if you're interested. Oh, dope. Like, that that article was one of the few I can sort of go back and not feel like, what the hell was I writing here? Yeah, yeah. That's how that stuff usually works, though. It's the same with music. I, I'll do some... um. I'll do a bunch of music from back in the day that I thought all of it was cool. And then years later, I go back and listen to it. And there's maybe three or four that I think showed what I was actually capable of getting to, where the rest of them was like, eh, eh, need to go. This is a thing I put out. (laughs) Right, you know, I put this thing out. (laughs) Yeah, but um, anyway, uh, thanks guys for listening. Uh, Metas and Mutants shall return for we are the mightiest podcast in the nine realms. Peace. Peace.